recognized symbol of excellence and brotherly entertainment. and girls children of all ages we welcome you to the brothers and kayfabe podcast b-i-k is war brought to you by Spinebuster brand i am one of your aforementioned brothers in kayfabe el gigante himself the kingpin of drip kinzer keel and to my right in the Streamyard studio is Mr. Aslan, Lane and Bub Garner. As always, it is my honor, my privilege, and my joy to be here live on the Brothers in Kayfabe podcast. We are still trucking along with season six. We appreciate those of you who have been uh, sticking around for us. I know it's been a little bit different, but you know, difference okay. We are still here. We're not going anywhere. Um, we touched on this when we went live uh, on the last episode that, you know, we're, we're, we're just figuring out what going forward looks like. Um, but there is a forward and there will always be a Brothers in Kayfabe. And we're working on some really good stuff behind the scenes that, and I feel like we say that a lot, but you guys will be seeing this very, very soon, sooner than you think. So be on the lookout as there's a couple of things that are getting revamped getting some new life breathed into them. But most importantly, keep watching wrestling because, man, wrestling's great. Full disclosure, tonight is, uh, you know, a really, really big Tuesday. I, there's no, I'm sad that there's no official tagline for it other it's than... The it's the Tuesday Night War. It's the Tuesday Night War. You heard <laughs> of the Wednesday Night War, but now it's the Tuesday Night War for one week only. Um, this is when AEW, they've been preempted um, to Tuesday night, um, and they're doing their Battle of the Belts, and NXT is going head-to-head, and they're pulling out all the stops. Speaking of pulling out all the stops, the giant. John Cena just debuted into the NXT arena, so... There you go. Um, that's I'm sure that's the first time uh, he's appeared in the NXT arena. John Cena is officially back in developmental. He's getting ready for WrestleMania. You heard it here first on the Brothers and Kings. Uh, they sent him back down to learn a new hold. Uh, yeah, well, sometimes you just gotta you gotta get a fresh paint of coat. Fresh paint of coat. Yeah. So, yeah, like like Landon said, tonight's a really big night. Um, I uh, always watch AEW with my wife, so I have turned on NXT while we while we. Uh, uh, do the podcast tonight. Um, we had this scheduled before a lot of this was going down. So, yeah, um, I so fully, it's, it's exciting. It, how, unless, you know, I wish we were live streaming. I, you know, one day we've got to do some reaction videos, like us watch, watch a show and react to it yeah. live. Um, maybe we can do some Twitch later down the line. That would be fun. I think we could easily, but, um, but I fully expect Alexa Bliss to give birth live in the Performance Center tonight. And uh, once AEW hears that, Ty Mello will also be giving birth live from uh, Missouri, where AEW is being shown. Um, what a wild night of wrestling this has turned out to be. Like, they're teasing The Undertaker in NXT, like... These are things that I've never thought would ever happen, and here we're. It, it's probably happening tonight, and it's just crazy <laughs> because it is, and obviously, WWE still promotes it as a third brand. Like at the end of the day, NXT is still developmental, so it's crazy that you know I could understand. Well, let me, let me put it like this: How come the history of Rampage? 
which is a tape show, but occasionally it's been live. We've never seen stops like this pulled for SmackDown. Right. You know, and they're head to head every single week. Like it's well, it, that's because NXT has struggled with ratings. SmackDown has not. SmackDown has had a consistent two million, you know, fan base since it moved over to Fox, um, uh, which I believe is about a million more than Raw is pulling every week. Yeah, so Raw, Raw has been steadily under two, which is the it's pitiful. It's where we live, though. Now, yeah. uh, you know, it's you still the number. One, it's still the number one show on TV when Monday Night Football is not in in town, and for AW for what it's worth, drawing in nine hundred thousand on a Wednesday, it's the number one TV show on cable. Yeah, and that's why they're getting their extensions that they are. That's why they're getting the advertising spots because on a Wednesday night, they're the biggest show. Yeah, and it's crazy that we've reached a point to where, you know, people aren't home to watch TV and people are watching streaming services during these times. And so it's just crazy how numbers as a whole is, you know, declined, not just with wrestling, but like even football's lower because, right. you know, there's a lot of people that are, you know, going to record the game or they're watching it on their phone and they're casting to the TV you know, it's the whole art. Are you going to watch the game on TV or are you going to pay extra to watch it through, you know, your designated app? I I, right. I was listening to, um, man, what was it? It was, so, it was a podcast, but they were just talking about TV and it was from like 2016 talking about TV content. Yeah. And how everything has become so individualized um, that you can't, like, used to, there were no specified options. You had to have cable to watch whatever you wanted to watch. Right. And then the NFL and MLB and NBA kind of started to crack that door open mid-2000s by... Well, we're going to have some stuff on basic cable, but you really have to upgrade to our individual channels themselves. And the Sunday premium. ticket. and Yeah. Uh, Those things like that. And then you get into the app era to where it's like, well, you don't have to, you know, go from the $80 cable plan to, you know, the $150 cable plan. Now you just I, need to pay, you know, the 100 a year for... I, I want to interrupt you real quick. Yeah, the the, the, pa- the past, which it pains me to say this, the past and the future of WWE are meeting in the ring right now. John Cena and Braun Breaker sharing a ring right now. This is a moment that I thought would be saved for a huge debut in Raw, but uh, here we are on NXT. On Braun NXT. Breaker yeah. uh, confronting John Cena. I haven't seen Braun Breaker in a few because I haven't been watching NXT, but man, he's tan. Yeah. Uh, He's so tan right now. He's good. You know, he murdered someone on NXT TV and then came out with the the head of, it was either a wolf or a bear. Um, you know, very reminiscent of the Sandy Guevara panda head days, but we don't talk about that. AEW won't let you remember that. I love. I do love that uh, his Titantron, his his video board, says, "I got that dog in me." I love that. That that's great. But he got it from his daddy. But yeah, you know, as you were saying, professional sports really paved the way for all of this. You know, we. Yeah. I was just talking to my wife about NFL Sunday Ticket the other day, because I'm an LA Rams fan, and every week we get to watch the Dallas Cowboys, but almost. Maybe once a month, maybe probably once every six weeks, I get to watch the Rams on TV. And it's usually because they're playing a team that's semi local to Oklahoma. So we were like, well, let's look into Sunday ticket. It's $400 a year. Yeah. And there's no monthly payment. There's not anything else. You pay that up front. Yeah. So it's it's just crazy that everything has gotten so individualized that. Right. We are at a point probably since I would say the late 80s 
that there are less people with ba- with cable than there right. are people with cable, and it's because like the shows you want to watch, you will go specifically towards whatever streaming platform has that. You know, uh, whether it's new shows, whether it's old shows, you know, used to you'd have cable to watch your Seinfeld reruns. Well, now you just have to have Netflix to watch it. Right. You know, you don't need cable to watch sports. Well, most of the time now. On the same token, what necessitates cable anymore? We have YouTube TV. It is cable. Yeah. It is cable, but it's not. Yeah. Like, And, and so it's all those different things to where, like, you know, how many people let's use YouTube TV for perfect example. How many people, if AEW cuts a deal with Max and you can watch TV, AEW TV on there, how many people are going to opt out of the, you know, what it's like 80 a month for YouTube TV, something like that? Um, it, ours is 70. So, you know, how many people are going to opt out of that? Cause it's like, I'll just pay the 15 a month for HBO to watch AEW on. And then, you know, the $10 a month for Peacock or, you know, there's all the, these other avenues to where everything's like, you're not having to pay for this smorgasbord mm-hmm. of content. It's like, no, I'm just going to pay for what I want to watch. Like I primarily, right. I almost always just watch YouTube there's a couple of shows I'll watch on streaming services with my wife, but nine times out of ten, I'm watch I'm watching content on, during, on YouTube. During the day, I watch YouTube all day long. Yeah. Um. I usually I'll start on one video and by noon I've dug a huge hole in YouTube where I'm watching something that was posted eight years ago, and yeah. watching it with brand new eyes. Um. Or uh, as of lately, I've been watching what we do in the shadows. So which, same thing. It's like you, if that were on cable TV, you don't have to go. You don't have to pay for cable just to watch that show. You can right. You know, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay. I've got Hulu. This. I've got Hulu. Yeah, you've got I Hulu, get everything on FX. On yeah. You know, and FX was one of the one of the things that um, we had cable for. And you know, so there's a reason you know why. We decided last year that cable wasn't worth it anymore because we were we had Cox Cable and I think for Cox Cable and Internet we were paying like one hundred and fifty dollars a month, and now we have AT and T Internet and we're paying like forty I think yeah for the same speed we had with Cox and now we're not even paying for cable and we've got YouTube TV and we're saving money and which has been allocated elsewhere but. You know, but it's it, it's one of those things the the measurement like TV ratings they only mean anything to the network. Yeah, back back to the original yeah conversation. So the the like ratings mean nothing to people at home because uh, you know I can watch pretty soon. I'm sure I can watch AEW on HBO Max. Yeah, and or like Max, whatever it's called now. Like it's it's maybe just a handful of pay-per-views a year I watch live or watch even day of. You know, maybe I come in. I mean, Jake, you know how many pay-per-views have it's like, man, I'm not gonna get to start it till halfway through. Right. So I'm gonna wait for it to finish and then start it from there. Well but now it's like I'll watch it the day after or a couple of days after because So A AEW, we've gotten into a thing where if it's pay-per-view here my wife wants to watch it. Um, so we've ended up getting into a deal where it's like, oh, it's Saturday night and there's a pay-per-view on. Okay, we're watching the pay-per-view. But he, for a long time, it was, I'm watching the AEW stuff live because I'm probably not going to catch it otherwise. Mm. Um, and then the WWE stuff, I can watch it whenever I want because I have the network. Yeah, I have Peacock. And so that's kind of what's wild about this whole thing is that like WWE changed the game. I mean, WWE's changed the game. However, how many times in their history? Yeah. And they changed the game again, whenever they introduced the network. And now it, it, when it used to not paying everybody to fork out their $50 each month to watch the pay-per-view, 
now whenever AEW is asking you to do that, it's like, yeah, we we have been spoiled by. I was literally just talking to somebody about this, um, last night. How it's like, man, it's it's really it's got to be hyped up. It's got to be super well built up for me to justify forking out pay per view money. Um, and so like you, you, just one more thing about this, like, so the UFC, they cut their deal with, you know, they had UFC fight pass and it was awesome because you could watch the pay-per-views on there. Then they cut their deal with ESPN to where you had to have ESPN plus to even have access to it. And then you still had to purchase the pay-per-view. Now it's, you can have fight pass, but you still have to purchase the pay-per-view on top. And so it's like, what's the point? Versus WWE has done the opposite to where it's, hey, like, you just have to have this to have access to it. I feel if AEW would do that, if they would go on HBO Max and Max is just like, yeah, you you have a Max subscription, you get the AEW pay per view. Yeah, I feel like their their views would skyrocket. Because it's a little bit more casual at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's why WWE's been been doing hot numbers on their pay-per-views is because a lot of people have Peacock for other reasons. Yeah. A lot of people have Max to watch other things. Like I have Max right now to watch The Righteous Gemstones, to watch uh Winning yeah. Time, to watch, you know, these HBO shows that I I I don't have HBO, but I want to watch them, so yeah. I have Max. So literally, uh, <clears throat> my wife and I, we got HBO Max because I was binging through. This was the end of last year. I was binging through the Sopranos, and I had was buying. I like I was buying the physical seasons and watching through them. Man, I got to the last couple of episodes, and for whatever reason, my discs were malfunctioning, and yeah. I was so impatient. I had to see how it, you know, I do. I had to finish watching it, so I signed up for HBO Max, and guess what? Oh, hey, they're announcing they're putting Friends on it. That's right. my wife's favorite show. Guess what? We have yet to cancel HBO Max. When I signed up, and I was like, I'm paying for a. I'm doing the free trial of it so I can finish watching The Sopranos and then I will cancel it because... Real quick, someone just made an appearance. There we go. Our special Um, guest referee for the main event of NXT tonight. Which, is it already the main event? Definitely not. Um, It's halfway through. So, uh, the main event of the first hour. I'll tell you you this, Jake. As crazy it is just uh, you know, just to... talk about this stuff just all the crazy changes in technology and wrestling there is a change that has occurred in the last seven days that i don't think anyone ever saw coming there's always going to be rumors there's always going to be you know fantasy marks fantasy booking in their head and if it doesn't happen they lose their crap and they claim that they're never watching product again. But there is something monumental. It is the biggest, in my opinion, it is the biggest movement in the AWWE era. And that is Jade Cargill goes to Jade WWE. Cargill is finally going to wrestling school, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Listen, she's been training with Brian Danielson. She she's been she's, put through. She's, she's, she's been pr- put through some stuff. But go ahead, yeah. finish finish your your story there. But bigger than Jade, bigger than Cody, our what what is it? Our aided Ray Ray Ted Ray our, Ted the our superstar, superstar our superstar Ray Ted our superstar. Adam Corner is in All Elite Wrestling. Uh, Adam, 90-degree angle. Literally. Um, who would have thought something like this was ever possible? Let's rewind to AEW's inception. 
Dynamite starts for the first time. Edge is two years away from returning to the ring. And it's a huge deal that Chris Jericho yeah, is Chris in AEW. Chris Jericho jumps to AEW. John Moxley goes to AEW. These are big things. It's like, oh, okay. This, These, is, this is huge. And it, at yeah. the time, we were going, AEW means business right now. Yeah. Like, it's, <clears throat> the you know, it's... It, it's a game changer. I think it's 2018. I would have to go back and look. I think it's SummerSlam 2018. 17 or 18. 18. Um, it's in Toronto. Edge is on the pre-show. And Edge interrupts Elias in the ring. Mm-hmm. And he hits a spear. Edge on the pre-show in his hometown of Toronto. Cool. It's weird that they put him on the pre-show. Yeah. That he's there to the, pop a rating. Yeah. Part of the reason he is on the pre-show is this is literally the first physical thing Edge has done since retiring in 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, during the... A lot of people brought up why has Edge never been considered for general manager, you know, during the, the mid-2010s. And the reason Edge said he would never be an actual manager or the general manager is because there's no opportunity for threat of a physical payoff because people know Edge physically cannot bump. Yeah. So there's no threat. Of, you know, if a Brock Lesnar comes out to the ring and Paul Heyman's like, listen, you better leave or Brock's going to kill you. Nothing's going to happen. They're not going to touch Edge because of his injury. Edge hits a spear, SummerSlam 2018, I believe it is. And it's like, okay, we haven't seen that in seven years. That's that's crazy. Fast forward yeah. to 2020. Edge comes out, number 21 at the Royal Rumble. He's back. It is historical. Um, you know, and Edge was very vocal, you know, about Daniel Bryan and about Sting. Um, and even Paige, he said the difference between them is mine is not an injury you come back from. Mine, is, you know, yes, can you get medically cleared for some other Absolutely. things? Yes. He said, mine is I sneeze wrong. I'm in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. Yeah. And somehow he came back from that. And, you know, unfortunate timing. He's back, and his less than two months into his return, building up an incredible program with Randy Orton, COVID hits. Yep. And it leads to a lot of frustration um, for everybody. You know, wrestling, they were trying their best. I, we've said it before, the cinematic stuff was by far the best stuff to come out of pandemic wrestling. Because you don't realize how lackluster even great storytelling is when there's no reaction to it. There's no audience there to appreciate. We had some great matches. Um, you know, dramatic matches. We had great in-ring, like, hold-for-hold technical wrestling. And it's it's not the same when there's no crowd behind it. And so it leads to the rest of Edge's run in WWE, this three-year contract being just kind of interesting because it seems like a lot of that momentum just kind of dissipated. We, I mean, we get through to, you know, mania. What is it? The triple threat with Roman and yeah, Daniel that was Bryan. mania. Uh, what was that? 21 mania 2021. Yeah. Um, the first one with fans back. Yeah. That was Tampa. So that was 30, 37. Yeah. And so it's just interesting. It's like, okay, well, maybe it's picking up. He has a great program with Seth. You know, lots of great things that he's doing. Then we get to the judgment day, but everything, it, it, it feels very similar to McIntyre reaching his peak in the pandemic and nothing since then. You know, the flame never quite right. got as hot, you know, creative plan wise. Can I just say this? It, a big part of this was WWE limited his reps and they made it to where there was intentionally a lot of start and stop and edge would be here for two months and then you wouldn't see him for four months. 
Yeah. And but then he would come back and it would be the same feud. And that was hurting him. Like, yeah. How long did he feud with the judgment day? It felt like a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so sorry, I I, I don't want to interrupt, but like no, this is because that's a good point, because that they, plays into did they the question here is, is did WWE fumble the ball with probably the biggest return of all time? I think, Nobody ever thought that he was ever going to be able to come back. Yeah. And so you have instant money to, you know, make something really great here that can define a career. Literally. Yeah. And you just don't. Yeah. And it's one of those things. Is it, you know, is it, man, what would it have been? Like, let's take COVID out of the equation. We still have the start stop of his schedule. But. Does the momentum of a live crowd, does that help them kind of navigate their storytelling? Or is it like, well, we told this really big story, but it, you know, the payoff isn't as satisfying because there's no crowd to build up during that initial, like Edge, like Edge versus Randy should have been, you know, that should have main evented WrestleMania. Or co-main evented at least. It should have main evented SummerSlam to follow. Yeah. You know, it should have been a big like, hey, we're gonna have a monumental trilogy. It was still good. There were parts that fell flat. There were some really good memorable moments, but it just wasn't given the potential it should have had, if that makes sense. And I think that's kind of I think that's the the story of the second run. Is it? never quite reached the potential that was there. Well, and even even this, um, so let's talk the Judgment Day. He started the Judgment Day. The Judgment Day right now is one of the hottest things in WWE, uh, mainly on the back of Rhea Ripley being so over and yeah. uh, Dominic Mysterio just getting massive heat. Um, Edge was the leader of the yeah. judgment day for a literal month. Yeah. And then they, they take him out of it. And... Which you, you look back on it. You're like, gosh, he was, he, yeah, they did the judgment day for quite a while. No, they started the, I looked it up. The debut of the judgment day was April 3rd. His last appearance in the judgment day was May 9th. Of the same year of 2022. So like you get this tiny little feud, this tiny little buildup of a group. And then uh, Finn Balor kicks him out. Um, Which Finn's been great with the judgment day, but I feel like they've kind of fumbled that as yeah. well. He, um, he's not the main event star. He should be, but I digress. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about edge here, but yeah. Um, you know, WWE just kind of fumbled this whole thing. And even, even Edge has said, uh, you know, I we grew apart. Me, WWE and Edge grew apart. And it, it WWE kind of became that ex-girlfriend, you know, that like, yeah, yeah we were great and we did everything that we could have done. Uh, together, but now now it's over. Yeah, and it, it's I can't remember if it was Edge or if it was Triple H. Was like, literally, like he's done all there is to done, or there is to do. We don't have anything for him, you know. Let alone to the the degree that he wants. And so it's like, what do you do in that scenario? Like, right? You know, it was kind of understood hey he's probably not going to win a title again especially with romans roman reigns his reign right you know it's one of those things to where it's like okay so you take serious consideration out of the like yes he's gonna have title matches we know he's they're not going to put the belt on him so that eliminates a good chunk of but let's you know tangible stories so it's like where where do you go from there even Let's talk about that. Like he never held the WWE version of the United States Championship. Um, he, you could have given him a run there. You could have 
formed a tag team and let him run with let rated RKO really have another run. You know, you could have done that instead of RK bro, which ended up with one of the guys fired and one of the guys hurt, you know, like do something, do something with him instead of, okay, well he's going to face Finn Balor for the 18th time. And, um, well, we really don't, he deserves more for what might be his final match with us, but just put it on a SmackDown. Yeah. That, it, that we all thought was his last contract to date. No, his last, his actual dates went another month. So you could have yeah. spread that out and actually had it on a pay-per-view. Yeah. Like literally put it on a pay-per-view or like, Hey, have the, have the edge go home tour, the 25th right. anniversary tour to where, Hey, you've big, you know, he made a big deal of, Sheamus was his last opponent. He's who he wanted to face on the 25th. You have four weeks of that. You have, hey, Edge is facing people he's never faced before leading up to his 25th anniversary. This Friday, we're getting Edge versus LA Knight. This Friday, we're getting Edge versus Dom Mysterio. We're getting Edge versus, uh, you know, insert name here that he's going to have a great match with because yeah. he's edge and edge. I, I don't remember a bad edge match, you know? Yeah. It's, it's one of those things to where it's like, it should have been handled. Now they did a good job, but it's this whole idea of settling for acceptable instead I, of, they know, got a cupcake when they could have had a whole wedding cake. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's, it's interesting, but you know, we have this regardless, you know, it's a edge is the miracle man. He was doing stuff that, you know, he outkicked his coverage for his career of what it should have been. Um, cause we could still easily be living in a world where edge retired in 2011 and nothing has ever happened since then. But instead we, we do get a three year run in the WWE and of course, there's all these rumors of well, maybe Edge is going to jump ship. You know, that's that's with everybody. You know, it's going to happen with everybody going forward. There's all these rumors of ev- everyone's going to jump ship at some point. That, that that's you know the talk of the town yeah. with literally anybody. You know, Matt Riddle gets fired and arrested. Yo, Matt Riddle could show up on Collision this Saturday. It's like when is when is uh, Matthew Joke gonna be in the Collision yeah, Zone? Matthew Joke is gonna be in the Collision Zone. It, it's just the we we have that for it's the reason. As soon as CM Punk was fired, everyone's like, "Oh well, he's going back to WWE." You know he is, and it's like, is the possibility there? Yeah, it's gonna be there with anybody. Is it absolute? No. Yeah, you know. Hey, uh, you know. Uh, how many rumors of Goldberg's contract is running up? Tony right. Khan's going to fork over, you know, forty million to have Goldberg come in for one run. It's like that is a possibility. Is it going to happen? Probably not. But, but it's just we live in that world to where you can never say never. Well, I feel like we're living more in an attitude era world than ever. Simply and not because of what's on our TV, but back. Back in the late 90s, you never knew who was going to end up on the next show. Yeah. Lex Luger was on two separate shows in one night. Yeah. Yeah, Or in two weeks, you know, it was actually um, Rick Rude that was on two different shows in one night. night. Yeah. So Uh, it's this whole thing of we're finally in a time to where there's more money in wrestling than ever. Yeah. There is more... We're finally, for the first time in almost 30 years, there's more options than ever before. And now, because of that, you have, yes, the almighty dollar gets a, gets a say most of the time at the end of the day. But now there's also, oh, there's different career paths as far as creativity goes or, you know, uh, your your history of work goes to where it's like no you WWE is the only option, or right. hey WCW is really the only real option because if you go to WWE you're going to be a character, or like hey you can go to WCW and they're going to put you on their Saturday night show uh, with all the cruiserweights and all the new guys from the power plant that they just signed, 
Yeah. You're not going to get it. You know, sorry, Jericho, you're not a main event guy. You never will be. You know, it, it's this first time that we have this dynamic again to where guys that I think Jade Cardgill is a perfect example of she 100%. did great. She did great in AEW, but she reached the capacity and it was pretty clear that there wasn't going to be an expansion anytime and, soon. Well, the the thing with Jade Cargill, and we'll touch on it real quick, you know, she wanted more than just the money. And I know I know that Tony Khan has come out and said, and I think Jade has even come out and said that Tony Khan matched her 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 asking price and then some. Yeah. And she said no because the prospect of going to WWE number one made her the most talked about wrestler for a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, and now she has the prospect of going here and having new matches and, and, and facing all these people she's never faced before and become even bigger a star to where, when her contract comes back up, who's to say she doesn't come back to AEW. Yeah. Leverage you, you, the opportunity to leverage is here again. Um, I think I know it's not a perfect example, but I think about it like this as well is yeah, you could have a lengthy career and make decent money in football if you go with the USFL, if you go with the XFL, if you go with the CFL, like you, you could make a living from football. Right. And do that. You could get exposure. You can be on TV. You can do that. You can have a nice, great career. Nothing compares to the exposure and the history, whether current product is good or not. Nothing compares to the legacy of the NFL. And Jade Cargill just made her WWE TV debut. There you go. In and the in the fifth uh car pulling up segment of the night. I love um, and showing up and Sean while we're talking about her, here she is. And Sean meets her in the parking lot. Um, yeah, I mean, leverage is back, like you said, and it's just like with football, you can go make all the money in the world that you want to, um, you know, you can go make a career out of wrestling again. And it's not just like, well, you're on the indies and, yeah, you're getting to be a big name, but well, you know, you're also wrestling on the indies and never been on TV. Now yeah. there are how many companies that are on US TV that people can actually go view. Uh, there's, you know, there's chances in Ring of Honor. There's chances in Impact. There's MLW, um, New Japan Pro Wrestling. WWE, AEW, you now have a, a company that's got a bankroll that is nearly as much as as WWE. Yeah, it's very similar to, you know, acting. Man, there's all these big streaming platform productions you can be in now right. versus Hollywood in movie theaters oh. on TV's the only option. You know, there's you know, well, there, are there are there times for the right people? They put you in a blockbuster and it takes over. Absolutely, but also, you can look at the girl uh, from Stranger Things that plays Eleven. Like, she made a name for herself on a Netflix original series yeah. at the time when Netflix original series were like, this seems like a tax write off for Netflix. We're gonna go <laughs> for it. But now she can she. She gets to decide the rest so, of the fate of her career because of that, that publicity. I saw this the other day, and it's... Think of when we were kids and we watched TV. You were on TV to get into movies. Yeah. Think of, like, somebody... Jennifer Aniston's a perfect example of this. Uh, you know, she was on TV and Friends... And then the movies started coming in and she's never done TV since until here very recently. Yeah. It's not that way anymore. A, a lot of pure movie stars are going over to TV because these streaming services have the prestige uh, of a movie uh, of, a, of a big blockbuster 
They have the budget of these blockbusters, and you can go be an even bigger star by I'm in a 10 episode series on Netflix. And will we do a season two? I don't know, but it's going to be one of the most talked about things. And I'm instantly going to be an A-lister by doing this show is what a lot of these people are thinking. And so much of culture is, you know, attention span is short. So you have things that go more viral than ever before, but it's for a smaller amount of time. And so this leads to people branching out more to trying different things, to getting more exposure in different ways. I mean, you think of uh, comedy actors that are pulling off insane performances and dramas Mm -hmm. because that extends the branch of their work and the reach of, you know, to a whole new audience of like, you know, I never like Steve Carell. Um, I was talking to somebody at work about this today. There's um, this beautiful, beautiful movie. He was a part of about a year and a half ago called beautiful boy. Very emotional dramatic movie about a father navigating how do you still love your son who's a drug addict and is either going to end up losing their life or destroying yours. Steve Carell is not known for drama Mm -hmm. and like literally his most popular thing is the office in the 40 year old virgin. But yet here he is putting on a phenomenal performance and I'll never think of him the same again you have that in in TV and now with wrestling you have people getting the opportunity of man I can do more than talk I want to go to AEW and show people what I can do in the ring right or hey I hold for hold I'm one of the best in the world I want to show people that I can talk now I want to show people that I can be the face of the company that goes on the talk shows and stuff like Mm -hmm. that you know that we're at this point to where there's not one path. There's multiple paths mm-hmm. that are going to use for leverage. Leverage is the word of the night. And it's, and it's only good. It's only yeah. good. Uh, you know, people can, can trash whatever they want to trash and that's nothing's going to stop us from doing it. But I'm here to say every week that tribalism and wrestling is stupid because you're, so you're dumb. just, you're, you're making yourself loyal to a brand that doesn't know who you are. Yeah. And so, WWE does not care what you do as long as you tune into their TV show. So why not watch wrestling? Why not? dollar is just the same as everybody else's. Go watch GCW. Go watch AEW. Go watch Impact. I'm begging you to watch Impact. Yeah. But like... In in the biggest biggest, uh, version of this is Edge. Is Adam Copeland going to AEW? I, it's really close on whether he's the biggest signing of their career or if it, of their uh, history or if CM Punk was. Just because CM Punk turned that needle for a yeah. little while. And we'll see what happens with Adam Copeland. I think he's going to do the same thing. And I think it's going to be a much more positive experience for everybody. Yeah. But remember whenever CM Punk was was coming back, yeah, it was all that was talked about on every yeah. show on YouTube. You somebody, everything. You'd somebody who'd been gone for seven years, who had swore they'd never come back, but there was something there, and now they're back that made them want to come back. So very similar <coughs> to Edge. Um, he talked about it um, on Dynamite last week. Uh, not Dynamite. He talked about it at the media scrum after. Uh, whatever wrestle dream wrestle dream uh there's so many now um but he talked about the media scrum that he did everything like he could have retired and had not a single regret and he has no regrets in his career but now for the first time there's all these new toys to play with there's all these new things to where it's like i could i could have a 60 minute match with kenny omega Give me a one-month feud with MJF. Yeah. There's all these new people that he can work with that he's never gotten to work with, that he can do things that he's hasn't done before with certain people. Let's and finally get that big match with Christian Cage. Literally. And he said that 
he said, those are the things that excite me. And those are the things that keep me up at night because the wheels are just spinning of, oh man, like I could do this. Oh, this, this would be so cool to do. You know, there, yeah, there is meat on the bone for him to go after. And it's not like, well, I'm unhappy with WWE. You know, they, that's not my place anymore. It's, Hey, like I've, I've gotten, you, you know, this is a silly example, but it, you know, it's, I think of it as people that, you know, they, they have a solid career, they retire, they get two weeks into retirement and they realize, man, I've got so much free time. I can do what I want. You know, I think I'm going to pick up woodworking or, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to learn how to play golf. I'm going to learn how to do all these things that sound fun and I'm in a place in my life where I can literally just do what sounds fun and exciting because I'm not desperate for a job and mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, chained down or, or anything. Like, it, the, it, it's it, a rare place he gets to be because he does not have commitments or obligations to anybody else. Um, you know, it'll be interesting just to see because um, we don't know what his relationship with WWE will be like going forward. Um, I'm hoping it's not negative in any way. Um, but it's just one of those things to like, even worst case scenario of WWE is like, well, we're, you know, there will never be a legends contract for you, or you will not be invited to, you know, any, any, anything like that. It's like, okay, he's already done everything. He's in the hall of fame. He's, and he doesn't need money. He doesn't need money. Like he's literally, he's set for life. He's doing TV shows, movies. Yeah, like he's literally getting to enjoy his life because he's one of the very, very few people wrestling who's done everything they set out to do, and you can close that chapter. And think about these ramifications. Um, Edge could go do the Battle of Los Angeles at PWG. Yeah. Adam, Adam can go be, go wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, like he can literally go to New Japan now. He can do all these things that, you know, some people are like, I have to do those to get on the map to get a job one day. He's already done everything. He can go be the person that puts them on the map. This is not a perfect example, but Edge is in his Jack Black phase. Jack doing what he wants. All the money in the world. He literally, if he wants to start a YouTube channel, he can start a YouTube channel. If he He wants to go sing Peaches, he can go do it. Yeah. Like he can literally do whatever he wants, and as, as an Edge supporter, as Edge is on, <coughs> excuse me, not my, you know, this is the Mount Rushmore of all time, but on my personal favorite of uh, Mount Rushmore, Edge is absolutely in my top three, if not my top two. Let me let me guess. Let me guess. I know two. It's Edge, Randy Orton. Those are my ever interchangeable number one and two. Kurt Angle. Kurt's up there. He's he hit or Kurt or is the is, or is the other one Colt Cabana? Um, I'd say Colt's a good number five. Okay. Um, I so, mean honestly, so does Kurt? Is, it, is Kurt four? Kurt's Kurt's always four to five. It's, there's always a revol. Historically, there's been a revolving circle. So, so uh, who's the third one? I'll give you a hint. He's a prince that dances. Oh my god! On AD. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, yeah. he's a prince. It's it's Finn Balor. It's no Finn. Finn was there for a while, but just longevity wise, I it it doesn't hold. So it's honestly, it's Randy, it's Edge. It's Kurt, and honestly, uh, it might be Hogan. Hmm. I there's, mean, there's my my fourth spot is ever rotating because it depends. Like that's where, man, I gotta see. you know I gotta put Stone Cold in there, or well, no, because let's I'm see. really into Terry Funk right now. Mine is mine is Thea Hale, um, Rhea Ripley. Oh wait, no, that's a different list. Um, there you go, there you go. Vicky <laughs> Guerrero, new uh, Shelton new. Benjamin's mama, like Ma- Mandy Rose. But just to, but just that one specific page that I saw one time. Um, 
Wait, 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 wait. Uh, you know, there was that one page. Um, <laughs> that's the best button I've ever put on here. It's it's great. It um, but uh, no, it, mine would probably favorites. It would probably be something like obviously Moxley, um, Doctor Death, Doctor Death, Macho Man, Randy Savage, uh, Stone Cold, definitely. I was about to say Stone Cold is is one or two. Doctor Death is one or two. It, it's ever revolving on who's number one. Yeah, that's how mine is. Like it's always Edge and Orton are back and forth for number one. Angle is almost always three, but then there's that fourth to where okay, maybe it is Cabana, maybe Doc, it is Hogan. Doc is truly one of the tops but I like throwing him out whenever someone asks who the favorite wrestler is because nobody ever says that. And so yeah. it instantly creates that conversation of, wow, like that's okay. You know, like it, it's a big surprise. Um, if I have to add in a number five, it's probably as of right now, it's probably MJF. MJF has become probably my favorite current pro wrestler out there. Um, he's, he's a whole like he he's the closest we have out. I'd say outside of Roman, he's the closest homegrown megastar that there has been in the last. He's five the cl- years. he's the closest thing right now in wrestling to having the entire package. Yeah, you you know you can give him a live mic and he's going to deliver. You don't have to give him the notes. You just have to tell him this is where the story's going. Yeah. He can wrestle his ass off. And it's proven by this babyface run where he's wrestling the best matches of his career. He's over like Rover. People, when he was a heel, they were wanting to cheer him. And and he's got the look. He's a good-looking guy. The haircut is perfect for his character. And he's got the body to go with it. And when he went away for a little bit, that's what he worked on the most. You can tell because he came back jacked. And he's a guy that's believable that could 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 carry the WWE. If he jumped over, I truly believe he would be main eventing WWE within a year. Easily. And that, that'd be one of those things. If MJF does truly jump ship, I mean, that's up there with Edge. As I'd I'd say that's up there with Edge and Punk is okay. That's a huge get for WWE. I think I think it's I think it's something where I don't think it's it's something that's going to happen on this next uh, uh, in this next year like like they were talking. I look um, at it as if MJF goes to, and we're almost 10 years removed at this point. Um, I look at it as if MJF, if the day comes, let's say in five years, if MJF goes to WWE, I think that's the equivalent of AJ Styles going to WWE. After I, uh, I think it's going to be once he's accomplished everything there is to accomplish in AEW, yeah. which he is closing in on that already. Yeah. I, I, it's wild to think about because he doesn't have, he doesn't need to win the TNT championship. He doesn't need to, I would love to see him with the all the international championship because that's a very prestigious belt at this point. But, you know, we don't need him to, to run all those things, but you know, and if I'm being honest, like I want heel MJF with Christian. I want them to hang out together. I want, uh, MJF to go on a rant about how, you know, make up a lie that his father was never in his life and Christian just goes up to him and pulls a baseball mm. baseball out of his sport coat, you know? I just me those promos aren't gonna eviscerate people if you think MJF and Christian. I don't want to see them together. I wanna see them I wanna see them fight. I think you I think you do both. I, I think, think I think you I think you bring Christian along right now and you let him have a run with MJF for for the title. 
Yeah. Um, cause it's obvious. It sounds like they're going to take that TNT title off of him pretty quick. Um, they're putting him up against some guys that uh, I think Swerve Strickland is going to be your next TNT champion personally. Yeah. Um, cause Swerve is doing some of the best work of his life right now. But, uh, you know, I think, I think you, with MJF being a baby right now, with him being a baby face, you have this interesting dynamic where he can he can go against these heels that he's never worked with. And I think you want to milk that right now, especially with just how over he is. We all know he's not the masked man that attacked the Bullet Club. Uh, if it's my bets, it is... Uh, if it's my bet, it's... Adam Cole, because I don't think Adam Cole is as injured as they're leading on um, because they still let him appear on TV every week, even though he's going under super surgery. surgery. Yeah, significant surgery. um, So I don't know. All this to say, I think Edge is, Adam Copeland's going to do some amazing things in AEW. He's going to have some of the best matches of his career. Because he's with, he is with a with a roster that is such that the workers there. It's more of a workers territory than it is, you know, the character territory. Yeah. He can go out and have an amazing match with Chuck Taylor, and everyone will talk about it for a week. You know, they they can put him with, you know, uh. I, I'm excited to see the Luchasaurus match. Yeah. I'm excited to see that dynamic. Um, we're going to get the Christian Cage match. You know it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Edge is one of those few people in AEW currently that you could literally pair him with anybody on the roster. And, he's and I'm excited about it. A bit. Yeah. Like I've, you, I've, I've with, got a half chub thinking about it. Like, like put, him with, <laughs> put him with Isaiah Cassidy. I know they're not there anymore, but like, a Peter Avalon, you know, a Sonny Kit. Like, you could put Edge with those yeah. people and it'd be worth tuning into. Um, Versus there, there are, you know, historically there have been matchups where it's like, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch that on YouTube. I've got I've got a better 20 minutes to spend in my life. I'd, Versus like, okay, I'll, 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 I'll gladly sit down and watch this. I'd love to see Edge versus Jack Perry. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's... These are matches that have never happened before. It's in a very great spot where he can make the careers of somebody. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Chuck Taylor just beat Adam Copeland. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Where a a star is born now, and we're off to the races. Now, whether AW is going to capitalize on that, you know, we don't know. Tell me what. I mean, tell me you don't want to see Adam Copeland versus Ricky Starks. Absolutely, I want to see that match. 100%. There's there's no universe where I don't want to see that match. Down the line, go ahead. Tell me you don't want to see Stadium Stampede or Blood and Guts Team Christian versus... I bet we I bet we go that way. Like Blood and Guts is usually uh around January, January, February area. I bet that's where we're going. Um talking about kids that made the jump, uh they're doing a Brian Pillman Jr. uh thing right now. Um which supposedly he's gonna be Lexus King uh Mm -hmm. over there. I'm personally not a fan of the name, but having <coughs> heard the alleged background or context on it, I I get it. I don't like it because right now they're literally showing Brian Pillman on the TV that he's watching. Yeah. <clears throat> but if they don't call him Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah. It's like the you hype up Braun Breaker as Rick Steiner's son. You have him on screen with the Steiner brothers, but you can't call him Steiner. I'm not a right. fan of it. I like I like his name better than Braun Breaker in terms of like, well, at least it connects to 
yeah meaning well and broad breakers grown on me tremendously i mean i i i I like the name now i wish it it would have been i wish it would have been steiner but you know but he's made he's made it work the the trick will be will he will pillman jr be able to make it work okay so they are they are saying why he's no longer going to be brian pillman jr um he said he had gripes about not knowing his father and so from now he said i'm no one's junior from now on i'm going to keep i'm going to take on the the name of the man who raised me and then he said lexus king there I can't you go. Blame him for that. I can't there blame him for that. I like take it. it. All I can now, say is take it and run with it. Now he's got way too trimmed of uh, this this part of his hair, and then his beard is way too trimmed, and it looks like he painted it on. But uh, yeah, but yeah. If he comes out and I, I'm down, Bingles trunks can't do that. So right. So um, be, all that to say. We're excited about what's going to happen with uh, Adam Copeland. Um, There's a lot of really great stuff that can happen. You know, ever since the blip, wrestling has never been the same. Hey, speaking of that, Tony Stark invents time travel tonight. So it's, I mean, literally since the announcement of, since you go back to all in and wrestling, not just. You know, the fact that there's another alternate wrestling in history. WWE has never been the same. There are things that have happened that I would never in a million years imagine. And I don't think, I think some of them are because of AEW. Mm-hmm. But I think there's some that AEW's existence had no effect into this happening. And it's just one of those, like, like you look at the sheer number of people who've come back in the last five years Mm -hmm. career ending thing. And it's like, we're living in an alternate universe. Yeah. We're, we're in a different timeline. I mean, Bush is on hot ones. They've, they've showed Paul Heyman, uh, trying to get Ava rain to join the bloodline tonight. Um, they, he was also talking to, uh, to Braun Breaker, and then he said he pulled up the phone and did the call Roman Reigns. So it's like, is Braun Breaker joining the bloodline? I dig that. If it just became a group of of next generation superstars, I dig that. Up it, you know, you have the bloodline, but now you have Roman. This is your sequel Marvel movie. You know, Roman's training up his kingdom of super soldiers to, yeah tackle whoever tries to dethrone him next. Who wouldn't love to see Solo and Braun Breaker as a tag team just killing people? Yeah. Um, you know, so with all that all- said, let's let's continue to love pro wrestling and you know, love all wrestling. Don't just love what's what's out what's on WWE. Oh my gosh, he just did the perfect thing. He said, and now, Bron Breaker. I want Paul Heyman. I want Paul Heyman with Bron Breaker now. This is why we need managers in wrestling. Because I know. The validation that comes with that, the track record of, I've got a successful lineage of, of clients. That it's such a crucial thing, but yeah, like you said, we keep loving wrestling. There's genuinely something for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, on current product to some degree. And even if you don't, if there, you're like, well, there's still nothing on current product for me. Hey, there's more access to older wrestling than ever before. Absolutely, you have. I'm going to say millions of hours of content between every available Absolutely. library that's that's available even just on youtube like the people are like all right here's all of mid-south wrestling from this year to this year hey here's all of uwf here's all you know here's all of and with that because we can do it with that ladies and gentlemen don't forget to go like spine buster on 
Instagram, on X, on Facebook. You can find me, Kinzerkeel, doing live commentary at HallowsCon in McAllister, Oklahoma, at the Southeast Expo Center, October 21st, October 22nd. Two shows, one weekend NCWO action at HallowsCon, followed by the next weekend, Majestic Championship Wrestling, The Devil Made Me Do It, live from the Killigee Tribal Town Family Life Center in Wetumpka, Oklahoma, Bell at 7 p.m., Friday, October 27th. And that, we do all of this, ladies and gentlemen, because wrestling is just too sweet for life. We'll see you later.